the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I am Alex, and I am here with my favorite, Gabby. How are you, Gabby? Hi, I'm good. I'm excited to be recording. We've had a little bit of a downtime because you and I are busy, busy bees. Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy that we're back at it and um, and we have special guests today. Yes, Nick Toth. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am amazing. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We are so happy we were finally able to to connect because you're you're in a very different time time zone. You're in Thailand right now, correct? I am. I've been here since COVID. Uh, I was not planning on being here for this long, but I've been here for a year and a half, and I really can't complain. It's a pretty good place to be during this time. I okay, so Gabby. Have you ever been to Thailand? No, but I I am dying to go to me Thailand. Me too. Me too. Well, I started off in Hungary. I was born in Budapest and spent the first 20 years of my life there. And then I ended up moving to Vegas with my family and ended up working in the hospitality industry for quite a long time, almost eight years. And that's kind of took me down on a very different journey and a very different path. So yeah, but that's where, that's where I started. And then how did you end up, what, what made you move to Australia and then ultimately Thailand? So I was working in Vegas. I was working in uh, nightlife, in high-end hospitality, working for the Bellagio Casino, which I'm all sure you've seen on TV and I've been in so many movies. And it was a super fun life. I spent most of my 20s um, doing that. But as you can imagine, like that kind of lifestyle comes with, you know, drinking more alcohol, eating processed foods and eating out all the time and entertaining clients and being with, you know, uh, you know, drinking champagne pretty much most nights of the week. So it was kind of like that lifestyle. And whilst it was really fun, um, after a while, it really just started to take a toll on my system, on my body. So I started noticing that my digestion wasn't really good. I started to have more PMS and I also started to notice more fluctuations in my mood. My skin wasn't as great and really I started putting on weight, especially around my midsection. So this is where it all started. Okay, so you started your journey into nutrition and fitness based off of the lifestyle that you were living at the time. Yes. So I was a very unhealthy lifestyle and really just so many things started to go out of balance in my, in my health. So Mm -hmm. really like the most obvious thing that bothered me the most was excess weight. So no matter how much I exercised, like I was doing a lot of running, I was, I hired personal trainers. I did all the diets that you can think of from Kim Kardashian to literally juice fast to everything you can name. But like, Things were not shifting and it was really a really frustrating time for me. And it was not just like I wasn't severely overweight. I'm talking maybe, you know, 10 to 12 pounds. But when someone is little, I'm quite small. Um, it just really seems like a lot. Like when you cannot button up your jeans and when you cannot put on the dress without putting spandex on, that started to become pretty embarrassing, especially when my work evolved around, you know, being, um, you know, having to be really fit. And I'm uh, fitting into a uniform <laughs> that did not give a lot. Wow. You know, Nick, I can totally relate to that because I 
have shared in the podcast that during the pandemic, you know, all of us, I'm sure people listening can relate. We, we gained the pandemic pounds, you know, we, we were home, stuck at home eating. So I gained weight. And then fortunately I was able to lose some. I got a, I got a turn, a trainer. I started changing my diet. I kind of cut out dairy and um, I, I lost about 13, 14 pounds, but then now I gained again six. So it's like, oh, like it's just, it's just a struggle sometimes with weight loss and how could you how can we overcome this like fluctuation and just kind of like find that sweet spot of staying kind of you know in your goal weight I love your question because this is where I really work with my clients on a very deep level um Whilst I've been in this industry for a long time, like I've been in the health and wellness industry since 2014 when I started my business. And of course, the journey that led me there was my health breaking down and then, you know, my health, my, my weight also kind of going out of balance. And then I had to go all the way to the other side of the world to say, OK, like I'm done with Vegas. I'm done with that industry. I'm done with my health not feeling not being good. So I literally just changed my lifestyle and moved to the other side of the world and explored you know, healthy nutrition and hire the naturopath and a nutritionist to work with. And basically that's how I turned my own health around. And I was so inspired by the changes that came from just changing my nutrition that I was like, wow, I need to study this, you know? So I went to study nutritional medicine and then personal training and wellness coaching and all sorts of things for many years. So basically key is nutrition. <laughs> Nutrition. And then I'll take that to another level because I would say whilst I used to believe that it's 80% nutrition, now I believe it's 90% mindset. So um, that might throw things out of the out of the out of the water for you today. But that's really whilst you know, in the last I would say, yeah, since 2014, I've been helping women with fitness, health, nutrition, uh, along the lines of even naturopathy and, and nutritional medicine. Now I almost solely focus on mindset or it's a, a very, small, a very uh, small part of what I do now is nutrition and exercise. It's literally 80%, 90% mindset. Can you elaborate on mindset though? Because do you mean, so are, do you mean when you emotionally eat or do you mean if you feel that you're skinny, you're going to lose weight? What, what exactly? So our relationship to food, right? Mm -hmm. So when people put on weight during COVID, like, of course, there are many reasons, but a lot of the time it's emotional. So we all know what I would like to assume, and you could disagree with me, um, that we all know to a degree what to eat and what not to eat. Or at least we know what not to eat. We, we, choose, we know that it's better to order a salad than a burger, right? Or we know it's better to have a yogurt or a frozen yogurt over having you know, a uh, cookie dough ice cream um, or having chips, you know, it, it's better to just say eat some veggie sticks um, after dinner or during the day and snack on them versus snacking on chips and, you know, Doritos. So we all know to a degree how to choose healthy food. The question is why we don't do it. You know, I struggle with that. It's definitely a mindset. Because I'm always like the night before I plan out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat really healthy tomorrow. Like my day one is always the next day. I'm like, okay, day one tomorrow, no alcohol, no bad food, no processed food. And then I'll see like some cookie and 
I just can't stop myself. Like, why? And it's, and if, 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 if I feel like if I was stronger in my mind, I would be able to say no. How do we get our mind to be a little bit stronger? How do, do we have to define, like, have like specific mantras? Like, is there ways for us to fight that urge? Because I struggle with that. <laughs> Great question. So the secret is not in fighting. Because we cannot fight our way to success. We cannot diet our way to success. We cannot force our way to success. And I cannot for force our bodies into submission because it doesn't work. You've probably tried it. You've done the diets. You've done the restriction. And time and time again, like women come back to me and, and or come to me for the first time because they've done all the diets and it's not working for them. And they're caught, in that, caught up in that cycle that you just explained. So there's a few different reasons as to why people can stay and remain in that cycle for years and never reach their goals. One of the most predominant ones I see is the stress that we're coping with or women and, and people in general are coping with or being forced to cope with on a regular basis is far more than what is actually healthy for us. So we all doing way more than we should be. Um, we're human beings, not human doings, but we spend most of our times doing things, um, working, um, and then, you know, extra pressure of working out and having to look in a certain way. And then we're always finding things to do, 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 do. And our society values doing over being, which means we are forced to have that mentality that we need to succeed and we need to push ourselves in every way, you know, in career, in education, in pretty much in every area. So therefore, there's a lot of pressure already on us. And then we put so much pressure on ourselves to be thinner, to be slimmer, to be fitter, whatever it is, you name it, right? So there's external pressure and there is internal pressure that we put on ourselves. And so when, we, when someone is already stressed about their weight or it's a worry for them and it's something that they think about every time they look in the mirror and they don't like what they see, there is internal stress that happens as a, as a result of resistance. And this is why most people cannot do what they say they will do. And they will fail with discipline because you cannot override and willpower through um, the, the stress that, that is in your life. If you're already stressed, you're using your willpower throughout the day to do so many things that you're doing. It's not going to, like, you're not going to have any left by the, by the end of the day. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of the testimonials that your past clients have done and they, they've, they all rave about you. And the most common thing that they say is within the first two weeks, within the first 30 days, after you coaching them, they were able to immediately start shedding the weight and it started coming off incredibly quickly. What exactly is it that you're teaching the, these women on how to change that mindset? Mm. So firstly, I get them to forget about losing weight. <laughs> that is the, the first and foremost, like the most the number one thing to do. And that kind of, it might seem counterintuitive when someone comes into a weight loss program. The first thing I tell them, hey, don't listen to everything I say, have you know, find your own way to really feel into your own body, to start to trust with your body. Because the reason why you, the reason why you're here and the reason why you haven't got the results that you want is because there's a lack of trust between you and your body. So when there's lack of trust, there will be the, there will be resistance. And when there is resistance, you cannot get the things that you want because what you resist persists. So if you resist the weight, it will persist. So I, I'll help them let go of the idea and the attachment to having to lose this weight that they look at as 
a curse or something that they've been carrying for such a long time and they really resist and almost make peace with their bodies. And as a result of that, they really just kind of drop in and relax into their own being and forget about the weight loss. And therefore, the weight loss happens as a result of them starting to take care of themselves, eat better, move in a way that is actually you know, fun for them and enjoyable, and they stop the cravings. So when you're not craving and you're not eating chocolate all the time or, or sweets or whatever it is that you might be uh, eating or reaching for, then of course you're going to lose weight. You're like a therapist too then. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yeah. Because it's all mental. Yeah, you're right. It's all mental and, and it's a physical yeah. state of mind. That's that's crazy. So yeah, what I'm a, I'm a recent mom. I have a one-year-old and I haven't been able to shed the last 10 pounds. Now, I have to be honest. I haven't actually tried. So if I want to make a real commitment to shed those next 10 pounds, what I need to do is obviously eat correctly, exercise, but stop fixating on the fact that I just had a baby and my body changed, right? That's what you're telling me. Stop worrying about the weight. Stop worrying about the weight that you gain. And I know I created a beautiful um, life in return. So I have to start appreciating my, appreciating my body for what it did rather than uh, being upset with my body for where it's at right now correct yeah beautiful okay. there's yeah. so many there's so many things that i can just like pick up on uh, of, of what you said mm -hmm. firstly um you don't have to do anything right mm -hmm. as soon as you say to yourself oh i have to accept my body i have to accept this i have to do this for myself i have to do that there's so many freaking things in our lives that we have to do mm -hmm. this should not be like taking care of our bodies should not be a have to it's a get to and looking at your own body and accepting your body and making peace with your body and being confident confident and comfortable in your body, you get to do that. Mm -hmm. You get to take care of yourself. You get to eat healthy. You get to love your body. You get to appreciate the fact that you just birthed a human being and it's only been a year and your body is finding its way back to balance. And you get to come on board with that. And as soon as you do, there will be a sense of relaxation from within that's going to allow you to create the goals that you want, that you can set for yourself, that you can then start pursuing. But you cannot do that from a place of lack and scarcity and fear, which is all of those kind of energies, those kind of like low density, heavy energies. And, and we can't really do a lot from them. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, let's talk about actual eating habits, though. Um, sure. What I, I heard, I read recently, or actually, okay, no, I'm lying. I did not read it. I saw it in a TikTok, but it had letters on it, words on it. So I read it, but it was part of a TikTok that I saw. It said, stop counting calories. That's number one. That's one thing that you can also do for yourself and start counting um, your intake of vitamins instead and try to achieve 100% of the vitamins that you're lacking in your body. And that's also... Um, a way of, of, of being able to shed weight. Is there any truth to that? Okay. I don't even understand what that means. Do you? No, that's why I'm asking you. I was hoping <laughs> you could explain. I was like, me. I'm going to introduce this and I don't even know what you mean. So it sounds complicated and it doesn't have to be that complicated. Uh, what I teach my clients is really, really simple. Uh, three meals a day, like three balanced, healthy, proper meals a day is 
sufficient. We don't need snacks. We don't need to eat all the time like we've been told to eat every two hours. Who the hell has time to eat every two hours? Like the fitness bodybuilder diet, I've done it. Like, but I literally cannot, like, I don't have time. And actually, when your body is optimally functioning, it does not need to eat every two hours. Like you should not really be hungry uh, apart from like every four to five hours. If you are, well, there is something to question there. Is it actual physical hunger? Maybe it's because you didn't actually eat a proper meal or didn't eat enough or didn't have enough nutrients in that meal. Or is it an emotional thing of like, oh, I just need something sweet or I just need something until the next meal. And it's actually an, an emotional kind of hunger. You're hungry for something, but what you need in that moment isn't really food. There's just an underlying unmet emotional need that isn't being addressed, which you use food to cope with, which is what happens 90% of the time. Wow. Okay. I didn't think of it like that. And you just took off so much pressure because I do feel like the, my whole life I've been conditioned to listen to hearing that you have to snack in between meals. You have to have little meals throughout the day. You have to constantly be eating in order to start losing weight. And okay. I've never been able to do that ever because I cannot eat more than three meals a day. Like my body Great. just doesn't want, want it, you know? <laughs> Okay, so let me bust that myth for, for everyone for forever. So um, when, like, digestion and digesting food is one of the most consuming, like, one of the most energy-consuming processes, like, one of the most, um, it takes the most amount of effort for our bodies to break down food. It's a lot of work to break the food down, especially when you're eating such complex meals as we do these days. So when our bodies are digesting, they're not doing a lot of other things. It's not detoxifying. It's not regenerating cells. It's certainly not, you know, uh, doing other things like sleeping, uh, recovering. It's digesting, okay? So we ideally want to minimize the time of digestion to a couple of hours a day. So when you're eating three meals, say you're eating each of those meals for like 30 minutes, and you're not eating for the rest of the day, then you're minimizing the time of eating to about one and a half to two hours per day. And you have the rest of the 22 hours of the day for your body to regenerate cells, to repair, to relax, to sleep, to, you know, to, yeah, regenerate cells, like feel, get healthy, get well, clear, uh, cleanse your system of everything that needs to be cleansed. So stop eating every two hours. Stop eating. Stop listening to this stuff. Like drink between, drink water between, drink non-caloric beverages in between. Lots of different ways to do that. And yeah, you're going to start losing weight really, really quickly. I was going to tell you that hydration is key too. Um, I also saw something on TikTok. <laughs> no judging here, Alex. Um, there was this thing about drinking a gallon of water a day. And I bought the little you know, plastic gallon on Amazon. And I carry it around. And I really do. When I really focus, I drink the whole thing. So I know hydration is super key and important, right? So do you suggest, Nick, that when we are craving something, or we have that little bit of like that sweet tooth, or we're like wanting to pick on something that we just go straight to hydration, right? Instead? <laughs> so I'll be really honest with you. When I when someone tell asks me that question, like I'll tell them to go straight to the emotional cause. Sure, make sure you hydrate it. Sure, make sure you drink a glass of water. But look at like why are you picking and what is the urge behind why you would want to go have that little bit of something. 
because 99% of the time it's gonna have an emotional root cause rather than a, a nutritional deficiency. Dehydration, yes, please hydrate throughout the day and drink lots of water. But um, the emotional eaters and the women who come to me, they've tried, they've drank all the water that is out there. And they drank all, you know, all the things that there are out there that they can possibly drink from shakes to everything else. And they still crave those things that they tell themselves they cannot have. One is because they told themselves they cannot have it. And two is because they are trying to, like they've learned to cope with food, with the emotions that they have not learned to process, such as stress or any other emotional. It doesn't just have to be just stress. And therefore, that is the reason why they're eating and, and craving and going to snack on those things that Another question. Um, during those three meals that you suggest that we focus on, is there portion control or are we just, you know, when we're satisfied, we stop eating or what do you suggest? Are you asking about the quantity of how big those meals should be? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really encourage people to, um, I think by now we know America has huge portion sizes, right? Like I lived there for a long time and portion sizes are kind of off the chart there. So really, we don't really need any more than a palm size um, a portion of protein. So that's really simple. You look at your own hand and if it's, you know, fish, then it's going to be your entire hand. If it's going to be red meat, it's just going to be the palm. And if it's chicken, it's kind of somewhere in between. And if it's a, a, a vegetable-based protein, then it would probably be the entire hand. And vegetables, say it's two cupped handfuls. And if you're eating any carbs like starches, potatoes, or any other grains, then it should be about a fist size. So that's pretty simple, right? Like you can just remember your own hand. It's such a simple guide. And it's really easy guide. Anything more than that, like really the size of your stomach is about the size of your fist originally. Now, for a lot of people, it's a lot bigger than that because we're used to eating such big quantities. But if you put all that, what I just told you, on your plate, um, and if you're still hungry after that, you know that you can increase the, pro the vegetable uh, portion of that meal easily, right? And you're just getting very little calories, but you can fill your tummy with lots of vegetables and you'll be full, I guarantee you. Oh, I see. So, okay, guys, you're listening, right? So when you are still hungry... Don't go for more protein, go for more veggies. Usually people tend to overdo the pasta or the potatoes or the starchy stuff because that kind of gives us that satisfaction and so many people are carb hungry. Um, but if you're really trying to lose weight, then increase either the, the protein or the vegetable portion of the non-starchy vegetable portion of that meal for sure. So make, make good choices and you don't have to exactly um, stop eating everything that you want. So you don't have to not have pasta. You just have to be cautious of how much you're eating it and why you're overeating it. And you can always indulge in a, just a little bit without a problem. That's what I'm hearing yeah. from you, that I don't have to restrict yeah. myself from so many things. Yeah, exactly. Think about all the things, like especially if you're starting a new eating plan that you say, okay, I'm going to start eating clean or I'm going to start eating whatever in a particular way. Think about all the new things that you get to have versus all the things that you all of a sudden cannot have. Because that's, again, a very restrictive mindset. It's a very limiting mindset. And we want to start moving away from all the restrictions 
and want to look at all the possibilities that we now get to have and we get to put in and, and nourish our bodies with. And that's such a a more optimistic way of looking at things and a more expansive way of looking at things versus, oh, now I can't have any of the things that I like. Right. You know what I mean? You see that? Yes, absolutely. So what would you say would be a good balance between, because I've been trying to find that balance. What what would be a good balance between eating right, which you already taught us, and then exercising? Because we also don't want to overdo it right so what do you recommend is a good workout that you can stay healthy and keep up with just um like to be good to your body great question um i again a lot of the time i tell people actually everyone that comes into my program i always take I always tell them not to do any cardio. People come in and they're like, oh, I've been doing all this cardio. I've been trying to do running and whatever, the cross trainer or whatever it is. And I tell them not to do any cardio. So everyone loves that because who likes to do cardio? I love you right now. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) Um, Cardio is not like, there's not a whole lot of benefits. Sure, there's benefits in, in, you know, cardiovascular activity and you are burning calories on the spot. But when you're doing just pure cardio, there's not a whole lot of activity that happens afterwards versus where you're doing some weight training or resistance training, whether it's body weight or with weights, ideally even more so, then your body for the next you know, 48 hours is still burning calories by just recovering and, um, and uh, yeah, recovering pretty much. So, And also that's what's going to help you be really toned. So that's what's going to help increase lean muscle and that's what's going to help you make you look toned. So... That is something I get my clients to focus on is more resistance-based training. Mm-hmm. But again, when someone starts out in the early days, I just want them to move and do it in a way that they enjoy. I don't want you to do anything that you don't like, especially at the beginning when you're really just learning how to start working with your body and how to get your body to trust you. Because if you have been struggling with weight loss right now, it's likely that you and your body don't have a really good relationship and not a trusting relationship. So at the beginning, I just get them to start trusting their bodies to give feedback and for the body to be able to start to trust them, the person I'm talking about. So really, if right now the movement that you feel like doing in the morning is just 20 minutes of yoga, start simple. Or maybe it's just going for a walk in your lunch break. Or maybe it's taking a Pilates class after work because that's what you enjoy. Or maybe it's doing a Zumba class. I actually, it doesn't even matter. Just start moving in a way that it, you know, feels enjoyable for you so that you get to start doing more of the things that you like doing. And therefore, when you're finding yourself doing more joyful things that you actually genuinely love, you're not going to want as much chocolate. You're not going to need other things in your life that bring you joy on a superficial level because you do things that you genuinely actually enjoy and you and it's beneficial for your body as well. I, I Do you that. also recommend some meditation involved in also like, just because I feel like the mind is such a big factor in all of this um, or some other self, you know, self-love kind of technique or something, because I feel like it always goes back to self, the relationship with body. Are we happy and and loving our bodies and appreciating what it does, what our bodies do every day for us? Because at the end of the day, I feel like we're all walking miracles. Like 
how does the body know what to do and does it in a as a collective all of our organs are working at the same time we're breathing without even thinking about it so i think if we shift our mind as to what our bodies are we're just not so concentrating on like what they're not you know what i mean Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Our bodies, like the fact that we are here and we're talking and we're, we're in this body and we are in our bodies, it is a miracle. We are amazing. And we, we get to start appreciating that more and more when we start doing the right thing for our bodies and we start feeling good in our bodies, right? So I do give my clients different kinds of meditations and also give them hypnosis sessions that they can do at night, which is just a positive guidance that basically helps retrain the subconscious mind. Because what happens is 97% of the time, 95% of the time, we're driven by the subconscious programming, the stuff that we're not really truly aware of um, that is in our subconscious or in our unconscious. And only 5% of our conscious mind, like that's what, the one we think with. So when you say, oh, I want to lose weight, That is your 5% conscious mind talking. And 95% of your subconscious is what's running the actual show. So what we really want to change when we're talking about mindset changes is focusing on that 95%. And that 95% is accessible to us when we're in a very deeply relaxed state, such as hypnosis, or when we are falling into sleep or coming out of sleep. So that's a really excellent way to embed positive programs and, and programming into our uh, subconscious and into our mind. So I give them something to listen to at night and something to listen to in the morning because of this. Wow. So is it kind of like affirmations? Mm, not particularly affirmations. Affirmations only work if you truly believe in them. You cannot look in the mirror and say, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, if you hate yourself um, because it doesn't work, right? Um, a lot of people don't get results with affirmations because they try to affirm things that they don't truly believe. So like the example I gave, you know, if, if you really despise your body every time you look in the mirror, but you say to yourself, you know, I love my body, I love my body, your body is going to feel the resistance that you are feeling when you're saying those words. So I don't actually get them to use affirmations so much, not until they actually believe it and feel it and truly resonate with it or find affirmations that feel true for you in this moment. Like, Every day I am getting more and more comfortable in my body or taking care of my body better or something really um, simple that actually resonates with where you're at right now. So tell us about your lean body accelerator method. We all <laughs> want to know. So that's kind of a combination of everything I just kind of told you and talked you through today. So it is a combination of um, a lot of mindset coaching, a hormonal balance as well, because a lot of the women who come to me, they're in, you know, 40, 40, around 40 and 40 plus. And our hormones and hormones in general, you know, they start to change, particularly, you know, after 40. But, you know, even before that, I see so many women who struggle with PMS, they struggle with uh, menstrual problems and hormonal problems that they don't need to struggle with, but they kind of got used to it. Those things are not normal. We just get used to them, right? So when hormones are out of whack and they're out of balance and stress hormones are in overdrive, that suppresses sex hormones. And this is one of the most common things I see with women is that their progesterone is, is low and their stress hormones are on, you know, <laughs> to the roof. And in that state, it's going to be very difficult for the body to lose uh, body fat and to burn body fat. 
So I do hormonal balance um, things with them, including herbal medicine and also on the lifestyle um, uh, changes as well that I include, particularly things like meditation. And I also work on the energetics and the emotional realm. So really looking at the emotional component that we talked about earlier and the energy behind the actions that they take, because it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. So with the energy behind that you do it. If you try to lose weight because right now you don't like yourself, how you look or how you are, that's not going to be a very good energy that is going to assist you in losing weight. So if you can change the energy behind why you do the thing that you do, then that's going to make a huge difference. And if that energy is positive, then the result and the outcome will be positive. You heard that. I love that. I love that too. What about... What about supplements? Should we be cons- like taking any vitamin supplements to kind of help us just with our hormones or anything like that? Or you have to take a hormonal test in order to see what you're lacking? Or is there anything that you I'm recommend glad- we do in general? I'm glad you asked. So I do do um, blood work analysis for my clients when they come into my program. We do look at their blood work um, and to understand really if there is a nutritional deficiency, if there's a a vitamin or a mineral deficiency, or if there's a hormonal imbalance or an imbalance in something else, um, because we want to make sure that we address in the physical body. So, you know, there are so many people come to me who have been feeling exhausted and they have been having cramps and all kinds of different menstrual problems. And turns out they are deficient. So again, a really simple um, filling that nutritional gap can really simply solve a lot of their problems. But sometimes just addressing the nutritional components, if you're not working with the energetic and emotional body, isn't going to fix the thing. So it's really got to be a holistic um, approach to addressing the body, the mind, and also the emotions as well. Well, I love it. I think um, we're already going into 2021 where, you know, where in 2020, we were kind of trapped in our houses. Now everything's opening up and people are finally starting to come out. And and I think, you know, what what has, you know, this entire past year taught us is that our health is wealth and to maintain ourselves as, you know, as healthy as possible to, you know, sustain our immune systems. And all that has to do with nutrition, exercise, and, and our mind and everything you just said. So I'm so glad that we have you on the podcast and anyone listening who may want to do, you know, to get in touch with you and, and maybe like learn more about your services and maybe like hire you to like help them reach those goals. How can they get in touch with you? The best place would be my Instagram the Lean Body Coach. I hang out there. I do a lot of free content. I do share a lot of this advice that I share with you today because I'm really, really passionate about helping women and helping them change the way they see, you know, weight loss. Um, for that, for it to be a really easy and effortless process that really is body based and emotional based and really able to like being able to do it in a way that's not forcing, restricting depriving because that's not a way to live I spent so many of my year my my life so many years of my life wasting you know thinking about diets and trying all of these things and I felt miserable even when I did achieve my you know actual weight that I set as a goal I was miserable inside because I was so unhappy with who I was so just 
trying to achieve that goal weight or that number on the scale is not going to make you happy inside. You have got to make the changes on the inside so that you can create the changes on the outside. And I talk about that all day long on my Instagram. So yeah, come hang out. Oh, I love it. And so then you create that motivation and empowerment. We all need sometimes to just hear it. So thank you so much, Nick. I think it's been a great informative episode. And I think a lot of people are going to take away a lot more than just like, I just need to look good because I have to be skinny. It's more of a mindset. Um, and I think in anything we do, it's, it's really in our minds and how we really feel inside and it'll just come out on the outside. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time. See you next time. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh yeah.